0: What's going on, folks? You are now listening to the YFYI podcast, and I am your host, Sunny D. You are in the right place, the right time, where you come each and every week to talk about all things going on in the business of beauty. The YFYI podcast is where it's at. YFYI, your first year in the beauty industry, how to not just survive, but thrive. This is where we talk about thriving not surviving surviving is no way to live we want to thrive we want to get the most out of this short amount of time we get to spend here on planet earth and so this is a podcast if you want to get motivated get inspired talk about growth talk about building your future building your career building your business then you are in the right place So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being a subscriber. If you are not a subscriber yet, then I'm going to encourage you to hop on over to the YFYI podcast and the podcast app. Hit that subscribe button. And when you do, you will be able to get a little notification Every time a new podcast comes out, you'll get a notification so you can stay in the loop on all things going on in the world of YFY and business. So what is the podcast really about today is the question for all of our return listeners. And hey, thank you guys for subscribing. By the way, just on a little side note, we're over a thousand subscribers now. Things have been really awesome, so I thank you guys and to each and every person that, you know, writes in and leaves a review or shares something that they learned in YFYI the book, which I released last year. If you haven't gotten your copy of the book, go to yourfirstyearin.com and get yourself a copy so I can sign it, send it out to you, and you can put that in your pocket and keep it as a guide, as a tool, as a navigation. I call it the GPS for your first 12 to 18 months and beyond. And that's you know been taken off. We've been going to all these schools around the country. So thanks for all the feedback that we've gotten. And speaking of reviews, we've gotten some pretty awesome reviews. I thought I would, you know, read a couple on the podcast today. This one came in and actually I got to meet this individual when I was at Caper. We just did our Paul Mitchell the School Caper event. And that was awesome. Last month, we went to Orlando for a few days and, you know, met tons of future professionals and recent grads and learning leaders from Paul Mitchell schools all over the country. This one, you know, came in and I thought it was pretty awesome. So I wanted to read it. It says, it's uh, from Rainbow Starvation, which I was able to meet her and give her a, a nice little gift at Caper. It says, Sunny D came and talked to my school in October, and it changed my life. I binge listened to all the podcasts, and the advice he gives is phenomenal. I took his advice in quitting soda, and I'm working on sugar right now. I see such a change in how I act and how I work. If you're wondering if this podcast is only for stylists, I believe it's for everyone. People, this podcast is gold. Get with it. That was pretty awesome. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because I do share things, obviously, on the business of beauty, but also just share things that have just helped me in different ways. So whether it's some health, nutrition, nutrition. You know, all kinds of different topics I share. So that was a nice takeaway. So keep those reviews coming in, keep those ratings coming in. That is what's going to help this podcast get discovered by the millions of podcast listeners around the world and become one of the best podcasts of 2017. And I can only do that with your help, giving us a five star rating, giving us a review, so people will discover. The podcast while they're looking through the podcast store. So I appreciate that. So I wanted to talk to you guys today. This is going to be called the money episode. So I'm thinking about doing these like money episodes every now and again. I'm doing these trainings with my team as we're building our salons. We have three salons. We have stylists in, you know, multiple cities across multiple states. We get together every single Tuesday for training and we have a little cycle of training. So we'll have a training. One week will be on haircutting. One week will be on hair color. One week will be on, you know, styling and product knowledge. And then we'll rotate into this week we call team and during team. It's an open, you know, it's it's an open kind of platform. It might be a motivational message, we might have actually team members doing presentations, and we might have myself doing different presentations, could be f- motivational, informational, different things going on, catching up on the business. So, this training that I did not so long ago was about finance. And I, I wanted to bring it into the podcast and fold it in a little bit here because I really, you know, had a lot of you know, eye openers when I shared this with the team. So I wanted to share some of this with you guys as well, and also give you some resources and tips. You have to think about your financial future before it happens, meaning you have to get in front of it. You cannot, you know, wait until you're in a situation and then need to create a situation because then it's called you're, you know, you're out of luck. There's, there's going to come, a time when something is going to happen. And if you're not prepared for it, you know, you fail to plan as the old adage goes, you plan to fail. So I want to give you just some money tips and some of my, my top money tips. Uh, But before I do, just like I did with my team, I have to read you this little disclaimer. I am not an accountant. This is not intended for you to use in making your personal financial decisions. It's intended for information purposes, only and is my sonny d's point of view because i don't want you going out there and making some decision and the next thing you know you're you know writing into the podcast or telling your lawyer well this guy told me to do it on some podcast and you know you i lost my life savings i don't want to be responsible for any of that nonsense so that's why i want to put that little disclaimer in there up front before we get rolling but what I will tell you is, this is my point of view, and these are things that I've shared with my team, and these are things that I actively do and use in my own situation, my own financial uh, plan right now. So, just a few terms that you need to know. I wanted to share some uh, little bit of the the financial terms that you know we hear. We may have heard as a hairstylist. You know, I didn't go to college, barely graduated high school, so knowing some of these terms when I first heard them, I didn't know what they were. But it seemed like this shrouded like mystery of finance, you have to hire this huge team and nobody knows about it except them. And, you know, they have to try to break it down for us. And it's not for mere mortals like you and me. But what I found is, when I dug under the hood, and really made a commitment to knowing more about my money than anyone, that it wasn't that mysterious. But some of the statistics that I wanted to share, just starting out with, like, what does the outlook, you know, of finance look like? Well, if you take, for example, if you take 100 people, right, that should have, you know, reached the age of 65 years old, and I don't know where you are at, but just think about this. And this is like a, a Bureau of uh, Social Security and statistics, you know, some of the facts that we get from our, our agencies or government agencies. So, When you look at 100 people who should have reached the age of 65, 1%, 1% of those 100 people, 1% are actually what we call wealthy. And 4% of those people are what we call financially fit. So who are these people, the 1% wealthy and the 4% financially fit? These are people that have, you know, a, a... Income to live off of through the rest of their living years, they' six figure you know and above you know they have that income they have you know that one percent those are the people that you know you know them by like one name like Oprah, right you know like they have they have that like that 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 money that's generational that's going to be passed down from generation to generation. You can think of them I mean the Microsoft so, you know Bill Gates, the Warren Buffett. I mean, those are even like, they're definitely in that 1%. I mean, Trump and his family, they're in that generational, you know, billionaire status, 1%. So those kinds of people, John Paul, owner Paul Mitchell, he's in that, that class of, of people as well. Uh, the Mark Cubans of the world, those people. So those are the people that are in that 1% wealth, wealth, and then 4% financially fit, meaning they have enough money and income to live on if they work or not for the rest of their life. Now, when you get into some of the rest of that, you know, you have 5% of people at the age of 65 are still working. And most of these people are working not because they want to work, but because they have to. Because somewhere along the lines, they didn't make the right decisions when it came to their money. Then you have 28%. 28%, they're dead. They didn't even make it to 65, unfortunately. And then you're left with 62% which are struggling, which is where the majority of people are at that age, struggling financially. And it shouldn't be that way. And you know, if you start thinking about this now, especially I have a lot of young listeners, I know that. While you guys are young, start thinking about it now because it's inevitable. You are going to grow older. You are going to want to work less. If you don't start getting your affairs in order financially... That will never be a possibility for you. So you have to start thinking about it while you're young. So the next thing I want to jump into is just some of the terms that you're going to need to become familiar with when it comes to money. So one of the first terms is an asset. And I'm going to give you my layman's knowledge. This is the Sunny D, you know, layman's definition, financial IQ, financial 101. So an asset, the definition, it adds value to your life doesn't only mean it's money, but it adds value to your life. It puts money in your pocket. Simply put, that is an asset. So think about what things you have that adds value to your life that put money in your pocket. Assets. Another term you're going to want to know is a liability. What is a liability? It's something that subtracts value. It takes money out of your pocket. So think about things that you have that are liabilities. And those basic terms are key and essential to looking at an income statement. You should be able to draw up your own income statement. You get out a piece of paper, and it's very simple. I'll give you kind of the basic framework of it. You're going to have an asset column. You're going to have a liability column. And when you look at your income statement, you have income and you have expenses. Now, assets add to your income. So assets flow money into your income. Liabilities take from your they become expenses they take so liabilities is your money that's flowing out. those are all of your expenses. Everyone has these it's that simple doesn't need you don't need a an excel class or some crazy sheet. All you need to understand is an asset, a liability, income and expense. Now once your assets flow, all your income comes in, you pay all your take care of all your liabilities, pay all of your expenses any money left over. Is called cash flow. That, my friends, my listeners, is the most important word in our little talk today about finance. Because that cash flow, meaning money that's left over, is money that you can then put to work, put in an investment, and start to create more money. So when you, you hear people say, you know, it takes money to make money. Well, you have to create that money somehow. You have to create that free cash flow to be able to grow. You know, me as a business owner, that's one of the things I'm working on constantly. I'm expanding our company. So I'm working on creating cash flow, creating assets, reducing liabilities, creating cash flow. It's a it's a circle. And that circle of money, as money's moving through all of those areas, that's what we call currency. So you think about a current, it flows. So you want to keep that flow of money happening at all times. That's why it's called cash flow. So the wealthy generate multiple flows of income. So when you think about your job right now as a flow of income, maybe you have a side hustle as a flow of income, like I have a salon, You know, that's one flow, I open another salon, that's the second flow, You know, I write a book, maybe that produces a little bit of revenue, a little bit of cash. You know, that becomes a flow. Maybe you do an education or talks or whatever you're doing. You, you know, you sew things, you build things, you, you know, make little necklaces, whatever it is, little flow here, little flow there. Some flows turn into a drip. Some flows just remain a drip and never turn into anything else. And some drips turn into gushers. But you're always going to have those flows. If you have one, two or three, how can you create more? And my advice when it comes to that, now I know you have a ton of ideas right now, and you're thinking, oh man, I could do this, I could do that. Just make sure you have your main flow, all your attention and your main flow. Get that main flow really producing. Then start to add, as that eliminates liabilities, takes care of expenses, then start to add to that. Because you don't want to start adding a bunch of other flows, which will also, a flow will produce income but also take income. Remember take money to make money. So you don't want to produce all these extra flows and then your expenses exceed your income. Because one of my mentors always said if you're if your if your outflow exceeds your inflow, then your upside then becomes your downside. Like so you have to think about it. If you create all these you know little flows and but then your expenses take over And you might end up in a position we call upside down, meaning you owe more than you have, and that's a position you don't want to be in. Just do a little research on that. 2008, when the housing market crashed, thousands and thousands of people lose their homes because they were upside down, because they were borrowing against their homes. And when their homes, the value of what they borrowed exceeded what their house was worth, that's called upside down. They had way more liabilities than assets. You know, so think about that. Think about what are your assets? What are your liabilities? What's your main flow of income? Can you reduce your liabilities? Work on that throughout this next 30, 60, 90 days. Start working on reducing those liabilities. Work on increasing your main flow. A lot of people think that they, you know, only need to save money or they need to eliminate debt. What most people's problem is they don't have enough cash flowing in in the first place so think about that main flow and think about how can you increase that main flow the next topic i want to move into is debt and debt's one of those tricky ones because there's two types of debt some people think there's only one there's actually good debt and there's bad debt we talk about good debt we're talking about good debt the layman's definition is it puts money in your pocket someone or something else pays for it but it's debt how can debt put money in your pocket? I'll give you an example in a second. Then you have bad debt. The definition of bad debt is it takes money out of your pocket. You, my friend, have to pay for it. So an example of good debt would be you took on a loan or you took on you know you, you took on a note where you owed someone or somebody you know or some institution money, but with that money, you bought a business. So say you took on a $100,000 loan, opened a business, first year that business produced 50000 So you still were short, but the second year produced 150000 So now you're plus, you're on the positive side. So you were you know, negative, now you're on the positive side of that cash that you owe. Your business is now producing more than you owe. That's debt that's producing money in your pocket. The business is paying for the debt. That's an example of a good debt. A bad debt. You take out, an example would be, a credit card. Obviously, there's lots of people, oh, I got to build my credit. But then you take out a credit card, you max the card out. Now you have all these things that you bought that aren't producing anything. You just owe money that's getting interest on interest on interest compounding. That's an example of a bad debt. <clears throat> Some people, you know, one of those ones where that is a little tricky is people's when their house, right? The house could go on either side, could be an asset or a liability, an example of it being an asset is you buy a duplex, you live in one side, you actually rent out the other side. The mortgage on that duplex is you know a thousand dollars a month. You bought the whole entire house. you're charging the person that lives in the duplex in the house next to you. You're getting twelve hundred bucks a month for them to live there. That's covering the mortgage, plus it's putting $200 additional on the table. That's $200 positive cash flow. That could be an example of making a house an asset. House being a liability is you took out a $200,000 know, loan, have a $1,000 mortgage on a house, and that's the end of the story. You just live in the house and have to pay that $1,000 every month. Yeah, once you maybe pay off the house, but until then, it's just taking money every single month. The way people make money in real estate is they buy the house, someone else lives in it, they pay for it, they pay the mortgage plus maybe a little extra, and then they continue that process, just like the game of Monopoly. Think it four greenhouses, rent one red hotel, you just continue to do that over and over and over, that's how people create wealth. So there's good debt and there's bad debt, just something for you to think about, and lastly... I'm going to give you my top money tips and a couple of resources that you can take with you and check out. So, top money tips. Number one, and we already touched on this. Number one, you need to increase income. What can you do in the next 30, 60, 90 days to increase the income coming in? Maybe at your main job. Maybe it's your second job. Maybe there's opportunities around that you know, job or in that field that you're in to increase income. Number 2, how can you increase assets? Things that put money in your pocket. Number 3, how can you increase good debt? Taking on debt that could help produce money. Number 4, how can you decrease? So those are your increases, now we're talking about decreasing expenses. That's number 4. Number 5, decrease liabilities. How can you decrease liabilities? Number six, how can you decrease bad debt? How can you decrease bad debt? Top ten money tip number seven, money is currency. Keep it moving. Keep your money moving. If you park your money in a savings account or in a shoebox where it can do nothing, can't be harmed by no one, it is dying a slow and miserable death, meaning it's becoming less valuable every single day, so you have to keep it moving. Number eight, cash flow. Top money tip number eight, cash flow. Understand it, create it, live by it. Number nine, focus. That's a money tip, focus. You know, Think about where you're at, what you're doing. And number 10 is increase your financial IQ, your FIQ. Learn about it, read about it. I want to give you some of my favorite uh, money, you know, money guides, if you will, and some of the resources. So books are always a great place to learn. Uh, one of my favorite authors and, and motivators and speakers and trainers, Tony Robbins, actually has a couple of awesome books that I definitely would recommend you read. <clears throat> one of those is called Money master the game you can get that either on amazon you can get it hard copy you can get it you know audio copy but money master the game amazing book it's going to give you a lot of insight into some of these financial terms it's going to give you a lot of resources in there he sat down with you know people all over from different industries some of the most successful legendary experts in the world, more than 50 one-on-one interviews, and just shares it all in that book. And he also just came out with another book, which I think is a must read. It's kind of a, you know, a second piece of that. It's about financial freedom. It's called Unshakable. That's also by Tony Robbins. So I would definitely work on a couple of those books to get started with, learn as much as you can. And a couple of resources, other resources that I use, Bankrate, If you go to bankrate.com, that is a really great place to be able to bring yourself up to speed on just terms, terminologies. When it comes to finances, there's a lot of financial calculators on there. If you're trying to figure out tax information, you can find that on there. You can figure out investing. You can look at you know, how much would, you know, different loans cost, there's loan calculators, student loan calculators, things about mortgages, credit cards, banking, investing, it's all on there. That's bankrate.com. And one more I'll give you is a personal, I use it personally, it's a product, I started putting money in there um, a couple of years ago now, and I've got, you know, my business partners, my family, you know, so I trust it. And it's a way for you not having maybe a uh, the resources, maybe you don't have like a whole financial team or investment and advisors and all that, but a really a strong you know company that has enabled people to start investing money, diversifying that money over different industries and earn a pretty good rate of return to keep up with you know the stock market rate of return. So that is called Wealth Front. That's Wealth W E A. L W E A L T H front f r o n t dot com for as little as five hundred dollars you can open an investment account. It's kind of like a savings account on steroids. We know savings accounts aren't earning any money these days, so at least this way, depending you do a little profile, they'll assess the risk, your risk tolerance, what your objectives are, what your goals are, and they'll invest money smartly using technology over a lot of different industries. And it's a 24-hour, 7-day financial tool that works for you and helps you grow your money. And that's something you have to think about because it is going to come. The time is going to come. Your age, you're going to continue to age. And as you do, you got to get your financial house in order. So I'm encouraging you to take some of those steps to get out there. Don't leave it on you know, the back burner like, oh, I'll do it later. Because you getting in a strong financial position is going to be huge. You know, some of my mentors, you know, and they, they practice just the financial IQ, and they, I learn a lot from them by studying them. Study successful people, study some of those top one percenters. Look at the Bill Gates of the world. What do they do? Look at the Warren Buffett of the world, one of the greatest investors of, of our time. What does he do? Read their books, educate yourself, know more about your money than anyone because after all it's your money. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be doing a little bit more of this, you know, in future episodes. A lot of people were asking me, you know, could you talk more about the finances and things like that? So I just wanted to share this with you just after doing this uh, training with my team. So I hope you got something out of it. Love to hear your feedback. Hit me up on either my Instagram or you know, hit me up on on Snapchat. However you want to hit me up, um, if you go on Instagram, I'm Sunny D 1.0. Share with me your, your takeaways. I love to hear what you're doing and how this episode is impacting you thinking about your financial future. So thanks again for listening. Make sure you share this episode with somebody that you care about, somebody that you think it might help. And again, make sure you're subscribing to the podcast, hit that subscribe button. Leave a rating, leave a review that helps the podcast get discovered by podcast listeners worldwide. And and until next time, I thank you guys for listening to the YFYI podcast money episode. And I will look forward to talking to you guys real soon. And remember, the YFYI podcast is where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Take care, guys. Talk to you soon. Money!